listen, we're so grateful for you hanging out with us tonight uh, as we share this time together, as we, um, as we look toward 2022 and thank God for what God has done in 2021. Uh, I, want, I want to start, uh, I want to end this year where we started last year. I want to end this year where we started last year. So if you don't mind, if you have your Bibles there with you in your homes, wherever you find yourself today on your tablets, on your telephones, or if you just want to uh, write it down somewhere so that you can come back to it, um, we invite you to go with us now to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Uh, and if you've been around TMCBC for more than a minute, that you know that this has been a central text for us over the course of the last year. Um, but we want to lift it up today in your hearing from the English Standard Version, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 uh, and 21. It says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. We thank God for uh, God's incredibly powerful and amazing word. Uh, so this year, <clears throat> in 2021, our theme has been uh, Believe Bigger. Where we challenged ourselves at the, at the end of 2020, coming off of uh, coming off of what was then nine, ten months of pandemic of COVID-19 and looking towards what this year would bring, uh, we challenged ourselves to believe God for bigger, believe God for uh, more, believe God for um, God's greatest blessings to show up in our lives. Um, and not just for our sake and for our benefit, but for God's glory. And we return to this text today as we close out the year. Um, and I want to tag this text with, uh, and this particular uh, sharing from this particular text uh, with the topic, within us, within us, within. In fact, if you're watching, type that in the comments for me, within us, within us. Now, this might be a different sermonic presentation than you're used to with me. We'll see. Um, just want to be a little bit more conversational as we close out this year and move into 2021 within us. So for the first six months of 2021, I posted a status on social media every day that said this, there's no limit to what God can do. There's no limit to what God can do. In fact, um, that is often the way that we closed our services over the course of this year. It's a declaration that there is no limit to what God can do. Being connected to our church's faith focus coming into 2021, I, I, I would post this and share this declaration and affirmation um, as something I would share with the world as we collectively sought to believe bigger in 2021. And it was somewhere around March or April that I was making my daily post, sitting in the home, sitting in my home, making my daily post. And as I was typing this and pressed the period before I could hit send or before I could hit post on my Facebook status, um, I clearly heard the voice of the Lord add to this declaration saying this, the only limit is you. The only limit is you. Yeah, I must be honest that to add this particular declaration to the end of 
what I had been posting for at that point in time, three or four months, that there is no limit to what God can do. And for God to add to that, the only limit is you. It, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks because my goal was not to push some pie in the sky theological position that placed the weight of what happens um, and what doesn't happen solely on God's ability to act on our behalf and in our best interest. I wasn't aiming through our theme this year uh, for us to take on the challenge of believing bigger without accountability for our own role in the process. Because the truth is that we are required to do what we can while God does what we can't. Let me say that again. We're required to do what we can while God does what we can't. We are obligated to work where we are and with what we have and trust God to work in the places we are not and to bring God's provision to bear as needed for us. And as I was reminded by God that morning, oftentimes we are guilty of wanting God to do God's work and to do our work as well. Man, that's major. I was reminded that we can be guilty of wanting God to do our to do God's work and our work as well. That while the power of God is unlimited, it only works as much as we allow it to work in our lives. Yeah, uh, there's a scene in the Gospels that points specifically to this fact where Jesus shows up in his hometown ready to share the good news of the gospel, ready to perform miracles, ready to do as he had done in other towns throughout the region in Galilee. He possessed the power to heal people on a major scale. But because of the unbelief of the people in that town, he was limited in what he could do. In other words, he couldn't heal as many folks in his hometown as he could in other places because the folks in his hometown had a disposition and an attitude of unbelief that caused them not to be able to tap into the faith needed to believe in the power that Jesus possessed. And I would dare say that as we consider the enormity of what God is able to do in us, through us and for us, we should also be considering the ways in which we are placing limits on expressing the on the expression of the power of God in our lives. Sure, God can do big things. And I believe that God can do big things, bigger things than we imagine. But does our does our inability to acknowledge and allow God access to the places in us that uh, that are in deep need of healing and transformation block us from experiencing the fullness of what God has for us? It's a powerful question. God can do big things, but are we the block for what God has for us? To be sure, in spite of our brokenness, God can do incredible things. Our lives are testimonies of this. We uh, we have worked. <clears throat> he has worked through us and for us in incredible ways and brought forth miraculous happenings and incredible realities. However, we ought to ought not think that just because God has kept us and blessed us and made ways for us means that we are absolved of doing our work to position ourselves for further alignment with God's will and purpose for our lives. If God has done what God has done through us in spite of our inability to admit and allow God to address our own shortcomings and problems and issues, just imagine what God can do with us and through us as we are healed from trauma and unforgiveness. Just imagine what God can do with us and through us as we are healed from pride and arrogance. Just imagine as what God can do through us as we are raised up from low self-esteem and brought out 
out of self-centeredness. Just imagine what God could do in us and through us and with us if we could, uh, if, if we would just let God help us to deal with our lack of discipline and our lack of spiritual discernment. Just imagine what God could do through us, with us and in us. If we would just allow God to uh, allow God to guide us and to follow God's instructions, to take steps uh, of faith instead of fear and to move out of the places that have become comfortable for us. Not suggest today. That believing bigger is about a faith declaration about what God can do, and it is a faith declaration about how we will allow God to deal with us in the depths of who we are. Yeah, believing bigger isn't just for the things that are on the outside, but it's more so for the things that are within us. For all of the faith that we have, that we have for all the belief and the passion and the vision and the desire and the imagination and the dreams that we have been shown by the power of God, the truth is we don't deal with, if we don't deal with ourselves and get us out of the way, we become the limit on what God can do. And I don't know about you, but if the last two years have taught me anything, it's that I want to be and experience all that God has for me. Everything that God has placed into me, I want to uncover it for the glory of God. Every gift that God has given me, I want to use it for the glory of God. Every opportunity that God has afforded me, I want to use it. Uh, I want to uh, manage it properly. Every resource that God has provided for me, I want to uh, steward it faithfully. Every relationship where God has connected me, I want to nurture it intentionally. And this just isn't my prayer and my goal for my life, but it's my prayer for the life of every person who is listening to this right now, every person who is watching this right now. It's my prayer for every disciple connected to our church and for every church and even for our church as an outpost of the kingdom of God. And embedded in our theme for 2021 is this reality that the power of God and the spirit of God works to the level that we submit ourselves to God's, to the leading and the guidance of God's spirit in our lives. In fact, this is the prayer of Paul as he addresses the church at Ephesus. In the letter, uh, he, in this letter, he is recorded from his prison cell. Paul says in verse 14, for this reason, I kneel before the father from whom every family on heaven and earth derives its name. Paul's prayer focus in these verses that follow are a response to what he has elaborated on up on up to this point in the letter. He has celebrated the greatness of God's grace as seen through new life in Jesus Christ. He has lifted the unity that has come between the Jews and the Gentiles through Christ. He has lauded the wonderful promises of God that have allowed him to be used as a carrier of the great gospel message. And it is for this reason that he kneels in prayer in verse 14 of chapter three uh, uh, before God to petition on behalf of God's people. He was so transformed and so moved and so motivated, motivated rather by what had been revealed to him by God, that it moved him to get down on his knees and pray for this church that they would be empowered to live and to understand the fullness of God. And this should be our ultimate pursuit to understand and to live in the fullness of God. 
The process to making this a reality for ourselves is uh, dependent on our availability and intentionality and understanding the juxtaposition of a holy God who loves us with the reality of who we are. We have to be brutally honest about who we are and hold to the truth about who God is and what God has done for us. The foundation of this is found in the basic facts of our faith. We are sinful and God is holy. We are the created and God is the creator. But even more than that, it requires for us to get deep down into the idiosyncrasies of our individual, er of our individual areas for improvement. I don't know what yours are and you don't know what mine are, but what we do know is that we all have them and that they can often be barriers to us receiving what God has for us. Uh, this isn't about receiving some material blessing because that's not even what Paul is talking about in these verses. It is about being able to receive the love that God has for us, the strength that God has for us, the power that God has for us and the purpose that God has for us. If we don't see God rightly and even more, if we don't see ourselves rightly in light of who God is, we will miss out on the bounty of blessings that God has waiting for us. More love, more joy, more peace, more kindness, more gentleness, more self-control, more generosity. When we start to deal with ourselves and to let um, and, and to expose ourselves uh, to letting God deal with us, we can position ourselves to receive all of the more that God has for us. I think we ought to think about as we reflect on this text that we find in Ephesians chapter three, we ought to consider who is offering to us this declaration. The person that is writing this letter is Paul. Paul is the one who was killing Christians. Paul is the one who despised Jesus in the name of God. Paul is the one who was a staunch Jewish uh, uh, traditionalist. Paul is the one who was, an, uh, who was an arrogant member of the elite religious echelon of society. The one who Jesus called out on the road to Damascus in the middle of his mess and redirected him to a place to deal with God and himself so that he could be used for God's glory. Y'all, if it wasn't for that house on Straight Street that we read about in Acts chapter 9, we might not have this letter of encouragement as our text for today. And it was Paul who was more, who was able to do more and to receive more and to give more for the glory of God because he, he was positioned to allow the power of God to flow through his life unhindered by his history or his hangups. And even from a jail cell, he was able to offer the words uh, of so many communications and this one in particular that calls our attention uh, on the precipice of a new year. Now unto him who is able to do far more than we ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. And the text says to us that God works according to the power at work within us. And while we like to focus on God doing more than we can ask, think, or imagine, perhaps our real focus ought to be on that phrase, according to the power at work within us. This is the phrase that ought to be most challenging for us as we read this text, because if the power is working in us, then it requires for us to align ourselves with said power so that God can maximize what God desires to do in us and through our lives. 
And while we enter this year asking God to raise our awareness of what God is doing in us so that God can work through us for God's glory, our prayer moving from December 2021 to January 2022 ought to be God expose the parts of me that are blockages to your power working through me. God, uproot the thought patterns and the, and the attitudes that are keeping me from living out the purposes for which you have created me. God, challenge me where I need to be challenged. Convict me where I need to be convicted. Conform me where I need to be conformed. Convert me where I need to be converted. Change me where I need to be changed. Because the thing I want most for my life, the thing I want most for my family, the thing I want most for my church and for my career and for my community is for you, God, to get the glory. But I must caution you today. This is a dangerous thing to request of the Lord. One of the most challenging places we can walk and allow God to guide us through is the shadows of our souls. Some of the most difficult yet rewarding work we can do is to look at ourselves and face what needs to be fixed. And if these moments of pandemic turned into endemic have done have done anything for us, it has given us the time to sit with ourselves in the midst of our situation and see what really needs to be addressed within us. And, with, and, if, and while if we are still here on December 31st, 2021, we have survived a really challenging 22 months of ups and downs that some folks didn't even make it through. We have so much to be grateful for. We have to recognize, y'all, that life isn't just about surviving, but life, particularly life given through Jesus Christ, is about thriving. Jesus said in John 10 and 10, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And in order to thrive, we have to dig down deep to the core of who God has created us to be and live from that place of authenticity. It's not about being perfect, but it's about growing and progressing. We can be content for where we are. We can be content rather with where we are and with how we are grown and recognize that we still have some growing to do. We celebrate uh, that God can still use broken things to accomplish God's will. But this ought not be an excuse for us to remain in our brokenness. Because the truth is that from the beginning of time, from the creation of the world, from the creation of your life, God's intent was never for us to be in brokenness, in brokenness, but to live in wholeness. And this is the place to which God is leading us. This is the very reason for Jesus's arrival on earth, the restoration of humanity to right relationship with God, with self, with one another and with creation. And this is the hope of the prayer that Paul offers in Ephesians chapter three, that if we allow God's power to work in us, we will be conduits of the love, the peace, the spirit, and the power of God to the world. So here's what the Lord has been impressing upon my heart for my own life and for the life of our church and for each person that is providentially tuned into this message today. That what is limiting God's work in us is us. Yeah, I'll say that one more time. What is limiting God's work 
in us is us. You ought to type in the comments, it's me, <laughs> it's me, it's me, it's me. Y'all, God is working for us and in us and through us. However, we have to be accountable for our part in the process as well by doing all that we can to get out of God's way and letting God's perfect work be completed in our lives. We will not get to where the Lord desires to take us doing the same things of the same ways as we have always done them. In every area of our lives, we need to trust God's instruction over our comfort or our fear. Because 2022 will look like 2021, will look like 2020 or 2019 or the year 2000 or 1987 or 1956 if we don't uh, confront our limiting beliefs and our limiting behaviors. If we don't allow God to work in us. We ought not expect to experience God's power moving through us. If we don't allow God to work in us, we ought not expect God to experience God's power moving through us. So whatever is a blockage, whatever is a barrier, whatever is a burden, whatever is an obstacle, whatever is an obstruction to our experiencing the fullness of the power of God in our lives, we need to rid ourselves of it. And replace it with the instruction, the direction, the guidance, the promises and the purpose that God has given us. That goes for the relationships that we have. That goes for the responsibilities that we have. That goes for the traumas that we've experienced, the unforgiveness and the bitterness we hold on to, the grudges and the bad past decisions that we've made. We have to allow the spirit of God to lead us into making room for what God has ordained for us. Because the impression of God's spirit in us allows the proper expression of God's power through us. The impression of God's spirit in us allows the proper expression for God's power through us. And I don't know about you on this New Year's Eve, but I want to be I want God's power to be expressed through my life. I want God's power to be expressed through my thoughts. I want God's power to be expressed through my behaviors and through my actions. I want God's power to be expressed through my relationships, through my marriage, through being a father to my children. I want God's power to be expressed through my finances and through my spiritual practice. I want God's power to be expressed through our church and in this community. But it all begins with a commitment by me to deal with me to allow the spirit of God to impress itself on my life in every area of my life, not just the church areas of my life, but in every area of my life, the areas that you see and the areas that you don't see, letting the spirit of God impress itself on me. So my prayer for myself, my prayer for you, is an old song of the church that simply says, this spirit of the living God fall fresh on us. Make us, break us, mold us, fill us. Spirit of the living God fall fresh on us so that we can deal with us and so that you can work through us and your glory be seen in us. Paul said these words now unto him 
who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. My hope for you in 2022 is that God's power will be revealed in powerful ways as we all do the work that we need to do to move what needs to be moved so that God's glory can be revealed through our lives. So that God's glory can be revealed within us. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us. For every place of pain, for every place of hurt, for every place of darkness that we have that exists within inside us, but for every place that we have barricaded off, we've decided we're not dealing with that and we're not going there. God, help us to deal with what's in us. Help us to deal with our thoughts and our practices. Help us to deal with our actions and our routines and our habits. Help us to deal with the way that we think about ourselves, the way we think about one another, the way we think, God, about you. Help us in these moments, God, as we come out of a, a year that has been filled with more grieving, more trauma, more trouble, more trial, which has also been accompanied with more of your blessing, more of your provision, more of your protection, yes, even more of your deliverance. God, we're praying today that you would help us to see ourselves, that you would stand beside us in the mirror and help us to do the work we need to do so that your glory can be revealed within us, so that your power can be expressed through us, so that your spirit can make its impression on us, so that not only will our lives be changed, but every life that we encounter will be changed because of you. Now, God, we pray for some man, woman, boy, or girl who may be watching this on this New Year's Eve and they're recognizing that they need to make a decision, that they need some help dealing with themselves. God, we pray tonight that they would choose to allow your spirit to come into their hearts, cause them to say yes unto Jesus, cause them to say yes unto you today they might experience your salvation. That Paul's declaration from 2 Corinthians would be true, that if anyone be in Christ, they are a new creature. Old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God, we pray today for one who needs to rededicate themselves. They want to start the new year off with you, allowing you to do your perfect work, to continue the work that you've begun in them, to see it in see it unto completion. God, we pray that you would touch that person now, that they would say yes unto you. God, we pray today that someone may decide that they want to partner their lives with what you're doing within us here at TMCBC as we continue to grow and seek your will and to do what you called us to do and to be who you called and created us to be uh, for such a time as this. God, we pray that you would move on their hearts now. God, we thank you for this year. 
for every good day, for every bad day, for every lap, moment of laughter, for every tear that we've shed, for every moment of frustration, for every moment of breakthrough. We thank you for this year. And we thank you, God, as you see us into a new one, recognizing that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And even though calendars may change, you'll never switch up on us. We pray now, God, that you would grant us your peace and your presence as we close out this time together today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.